Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Business of Design. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kimberly Selden. I just got back from holidays and I'm raring to go with lots of exciting projects, which means... Yowza, do I ever need all of you? Things got real this week with so many moving parts on projects and not always working out the way I wanted them to. I bet you can relate. I'm not going to do a long lead into today's show. The guest is a wonderful woman I've known for many years. Her name is Allie Meng. She's an on-air performer, among many other things, and she has a mad set of skills when it comes to sales and being on camera. And I thought I would just talk to her about those two things. How do you sell things and how do you get yourself on television where, by the way, you will be selling things no matter what kind of television program you do or video program you do, you will be selling something if only yourself, but more often than not, you plus all kinds of ideas and products. So Ali's the expert. I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation. Before we jump into the show, I want to also share an email I got from our friends at Build Lane, and it has to do with the holidays coming. And here's what it says. The holidays are fast approaching, meaning now is the time to consider your holiday deadlines and custom furniture needs. Man, isn't that the truth? Here we are in October. If you haven't yet prepared your clients for the fact that nothing will be done before Christmas, if they don't place the order today, now's the time to do it. And this was a perfect reminder. This email is specific to Build Lane and Custom Furniture. So it goes on to describe production lead times and how products don't go into production until drawings and finishes have been signed off on. And that catches a lot of designers off guard. They talk to a supplier and the supplier says, I can turn that around in eight weeks. But what they mean is I can turn that around in eight weeks provided I have signed drawings, all the finishes are selected and I have a deposit. That's a very different thing than I can turn that around in eight weeks from today. And we've talked about this on other podcasts as well. You kind of have two levers when it comes to getting clients to make a decision. The first lever is money. If you don't make that decision, it's going to cost more. The second lever is time. If you want that product by Christmas, the time to make a decision is today. And then it takes discipline to say, I'm sorry, because we didn't get that order placed by the date I told you, it will not be ready for the holidays no matter how much I want it to, no matter how much you want it to, you the client, believe me as a designer, I want it to be ready too, but it just won't be. That kind of confidence gets easier with time. I'm really good at that now, but it is a reminder. September, October is when you want to be telling your clients the time to act for the holidays is immediate. So just a little public service announcement from our friends at Build Lane. Thanks for that, guys. Let's get to announcements. Cheryl, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Kids are back in school, so I'm getting back into more of a routine. So me time to, to focus on work and get organized. And it is our last moment of calm before things get so busy for Business of Design. 
Yeah, I'd say calm before the storm, but it's like exciting stuff. Business of Design birthday party at High Point on Saturday, October 19th. Still time to register. It's a free event, but we are asking you to RSVP beforehand. So businessofdesign.com, let us know if you're going to be there. Earlier that day, have the professional life you've always wanted at 10 a.m. at the theater. We are headed straight from High Point uh, to the retreat, which is sold out. It's, it's exciting. We're going to have a great group there. And then the conference, which is happening January 25th and 26th at Las Vegas Market. Wow, that's a lot. Okay, so kind of in order, let's see if I can do this. 10 a.m. October 19th at the theater at High Point. Have the professional life you've always wanted. It is a free event. You do not have to register in advance. But if you have ever found yourself saying, hey, is this really all it's cracked up to be? I'm the boss and yet I don't have free time. I don't have vacation time. I don't have weekends off and I'm not making the kind of money I know I deserve and desire. This will be a great summer for you to attend. I want you to think about owning a business in a totally different way. That same day at 5 p.m., 5 to 7 p.m. at the point, at high point, Business of Design is turning 15. So join us for our quinceanera. We're going to have champagne and cupcakes and prizes and so much fun. And everybody is welcome. Everybody is welcome. That is in our mission statement for sure. Then we're leaving High Point. We're flying straight to Los Angeles for our retreat in Santa Monica this year. I'm not going to tell you about all the fabulous things we have planned at the retreat because that would be unfair. It's been sold out for a long time. However, what I am going to tell you is if you're thinking about the retreat 2020 will be palm springs and you should definitely get on that quickly this time january 25th and 26th the two days prior to las vegas market is business of designs conference this is going to be two intensive full days of learning we're talking 8 a.m to 4 p.m. We're going to give you a little break for lunch, but other than that, we will be teaching actionable content. We want you to leave with everything you need to transform your business and your life. So please come prepared to work hard. And then Sunday night, we're going to have a great cocktail party together with Build Lane. And we'll tell you more about that coming up. Really and truly the best value there is. So hopefully we'll see you all at Business of Designs Conference, January 25th and 26th. And then you'll have some fun at Las Vegas Market afterwards. Make a holiday of it, you guys. Make it a business write-off. You deserve it. And we're looking forward to hanging out with you. Right, Cheryl? Right. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. For independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Hey, Allie, how are you doing today? 
I am great, Kimberly. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I thought of you immediately recently because I ran into an interior design professional who said, I want to be on TV and you've been on TV and how can I do that? And I started thinking about different ways to approach that topic and thought, I know somebody who's written some books about how to be an effective salesperson on television who has tons of experience being on TV. And uh, I thought, of course, immediately of Ali Mang. Why, thank you, Kimberly. <laughs> yes, uh, I wrote my first book called Sold Out, How to Reach Your Full Potential in Sales. And you actually were the first guest that I had on my book. I interviewed entrepreneurs like yourself, um, uh, ambulance drivers, um, first responders, doctors, pilots, people at the top of their game to understand how do they achieve peak performance in a very short span of time when really, if they don't perform, you know, bad things will happen. I mean, for us, if we don't perform, we have a bad sales day, or maybe we, you know, we don't have a job tomorrow. Oh, well, other people who are high performers, people die. (laughs) So what I was interested in is people at the top of their game, are they actually doing the same things that we do on TV? And the answer ended up being yes. Of course, it was closed a little bit differently. So I used the platform of the shopping channel because there is no other sales environment that makes us perform 100% at the peak of our abilities, other than the shopping channel platform. The the money on the line is crazy. And, and I know, Kimberly, you know these numbers. But at a QVC, the average per minute, you have to make $10,000 per minute. And if you're not generating $30,000 in the first three minutes of you being on air, selling your product, talking about it, showing it, also, you're actually pulled. So there is no other platform in the world that has, you know, that forces you to be at the top of your game, period. And that's why I wrote my book. The stakes are so high. And one of the things you may not be aware of as you're watching someone on the shopping channel is we are wearing an earpiece and there's a producer in our ear telling us minute instructions, um, such as... That thing you just said about these being the perfect sheets to come home to after a hard day, say it again, say it again, say it again. Because when you said that thing, the phones lit up like crazy or online sales lit up like crazy. And so you're listening, you're having a conversation with the host. You have to be aware of the camera. Obviously, you're on camera. And then you also have a producer in your ear reminding you of the things that are making the most people phone in and buy. And if it's not going well, you have a producer in your ear who says, we're wrapping up in one minute. And you're like, wait, what? I'm supposed to be here for an hour. No, you're dead to us. <laughs> right? I mean, it's such a heartless, cruel, exhilarating, exciting business. But if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Kind of, right? I love it for sure. And, and that's so true. You know, the, the day is, this is what happens. If sales are going incredibly well, Everything's quiet. Nobody bugs you. Nobody's coming in. Your door's never being knocked on. It's fabulous. But when sales are not going well, it's your fault. <laughs> it's yes. my fault. It's my fault. Doesn't it's not the buyer's fault. It's not anybody. It's my fault. And it's like, wow. I remember one day specifically, my hair was curly. And because my hair is naturally curly, and you know, why not? And um, 
<laughs> sales weren't going well and it was a showstopper and it was a big day and there's a lot on the line. There's a lot on the line for us too, as you know, Kimberly. Anyway, there had been three shows and finally uh, I got a call from my makeup artist said, uh, you need to come back in. And I said, wait, I've got like an hour and a half. I'm just taking a bit of a break. She said, no, 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 you have to come back in. We need to straighten your hair. And I went, oh, I see the sales aren't going well. And it's because I have curly hair. Yes, it must be the curly hair. I remember the craziest one. I was in the middle of a pack. I was on air and the camera turns and focuses exclusively exclusively on the host. And I am grabbed off to the side and the makeup person wipes my mouth really hard to remove the lipstick and gives me a new lipstick color and then shoves me back on air. And I'm like, oh, it must have been my lipstick, which is why why the doilies weren't selling. It just must have been my lipstick. But it's crazy, right? It is a crazy, crazy thing. And if there's any way you can get on air and have this experience, man, do I ever recommend it. it is, there's nothing more fun. It's, it's so much fun. It is fun. And it's a total team. It's a, it's a team performance. You know, as much as we joke about sales aren't going well, it's all your fault. We're, we're sort of tongue and cheeking it a little bit. Everybody knows the reality, but it is fun. And it's a total team atmosphere as it is with every business. I always say, people always um, will say, you know, I'm so, I'm going into business for myself. I'm so excited. Finally, I can predict and, 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 you know, have my own hours. And I giggle and I say, Fair enough. I love your enthusiasm, but realize that the more customers you have, the more bosses you'll have, and the more agendas you'll have to answer to, which isn't a bad thing, of course. But please know that if you're coming from a corporate where you had a boss that you didn't like working with or whatever, now you're going to have hopefully 150 of those. (laughs) But you're not in freedom. It's a different type of work and focus. So, but isn't that the truth? It is so true. Okay. So, so then, you know, obviously, uh, for that person I ran into who wants to be on television, we are going to talk a little bit about how you get yourself on television. You know, one way is to have your own YouTube channel. Uh, another way is to reach out to local community TV stations, which often feature people who are new to the industry, don't have a lot of experience. But let's start at the beginning. We do share some kindred philosophies for sure in terms of our willingness to be transparent about the work we do, our um, comfort around the fact that we actually need to earn a living and therefore it's okay as female entrepreneurs to earn a living. Yeah, it's absolutely key. And, you know, I not to just throw it right back to you, Kimberly, but you actually were the person that illuminated that for me. I started uh, as a contractor selling on on air um, all around the world, as you have done. And I remember taking one of your first seminars of the business of design and sitting there and not being an interior designer and not being in in that business. But I went there because I really felt like I could learn a ton from you, which I did. I think this is going to be a really good conversation for our listeners who are not interior design professionals. We're kind of stunned that we have listeners who don't work at all in interior design and they reach out to us on the podcast and say they still learn so much. So let's tell them, Allie, first of all, when you talk about online selling, 
you actually are talking about performing on television, the big shopping channels, the shopping channel in Canada, HSN in the United States and QVC in the United States. You go on air on behalf of huge corporate brands and you sell those products, right? That's correct. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's such an interesting way to make a living. It's wonderful. And it's all about personality, as you well know, as you're connecting. You know, I was reading because you were part of my first book. You were my first guest that I interviewed because you talked about I love not only talking about, you know, the design and what's going on, but I want people to experience what's happening because the experience that they see as as you're sharing your expertise that's what makes them say, yes, I want to buy that, or yes, I want to know more about that. And I think that's one of the keys to branding, understanding how our business, my job as an entrepreneur, whether I'm on air selling or speaking to you, is to say, how can I make it obvious for my customers to be excited, for my customers to be engaged, for my customers to experience the passion and excitement I have for what I do professionally, and out of that excitement and enthusiasm and engagement, they buy your product or they call you to connect and network. And that to me is what branding is all about. It would be a mistake for us to think that we're selling kitchens. What we're selling is the family gathered around the island on a Sunday morning making Eggs Benedict, right? Like that's what we're selling. We're selling Friday nights in front of the television set. We're selling Monday evening, dog tired, heading to bed, and you hit those sheets and like, ah, that feeling is what we're selling, right? You are, I'm just laughing because it's exactly what you taught me. And I know you're, you're, you're giggling and... Uh, I'm laughing because I don't remember teaching you any of this. It's so funny, but I've seen you in action on TV and I'm like, oh, that girl's got moves. That girl has skills. I'm like, I want to buy things from you that I don't need. That's a really good sign that you're doing a great job selling things on air. And so many people listening, maybe you're not selling something on air. Maybe you want to. Um, you use the adjective interesting about working in those big shopping networks. Interesting is not the word I would use, but <laughs> certainly you you better be awake when you are participating in something like that on behalf of a huge corporation, right? So um, anyway, I'm laughing because it's a big circle, right? It's just a big circle. It doesn't really matter what what the medium is. If you are in a position where you're trying to sell something and if you're a creative brand, you're trying to sell something, right? And so what you're saying is sell the experience that the client's going to have with interacting with what you're selling. 100%. And if if an entrepreneur can get the understanding of the experience you're creating is really what you're selling, you're going to make it obvious for your customers to say yes a whole lot sooner and with great excitement. And that's what you want to do, right? You actually want to remove their objections before they even have them. And part of the way you can do that is by sharing how they're going to look, feel, act, and react to everybody who sees them using that thing that you're selling. Yeah, no question about it. I'm wondering as you're talking, you know, there 
there's a big sector of our audience who would love to be on camera. They want to be on television mm-hmm. or they want to have their own YouTube channel, etc. Maybe it would be interesting just to talk to everybody about what it's like working on a shopping channel because every country has one or more. Um, between us, I think we've probably been on 10 of them. Um, but let's share with people just what that looks like. So you're at home at uh, 11.30 p.m. on a Tuesday, and you're flipping around the channels, and there you see <laughs> Marie Osmond selling pots and pans. Um, <laughs> and then following Marie Osmond, you may see Allie Mang selling sheets for the bed. Um, so first of all, how do people even consider getting on a program like that? What was your path to getting on the shopping channel? My path is that I auditioned. That's as simple as that. I auditioned. And um, being from a performing background, I'm a professional singer and I've done lots of commercials and and television episodics. Um, As an actress, the thing is, is that I always worked with scripts. So that's the one differentiating factor We don't have scripts, as you well know, when you sell on air, but I auditioned. So I wasn't afraid of the audition. Um, People in this business, it's a show, show me and prove it business, period, end story. It's nothing else. So you have to show that you're capable and you have to prove it. And you have to do that in less than a minute. Otherwise, it's a. So, you know, the audition starts right at the front door, you know, even before you get into the audition panel. Um, so that whole thing, get in, and I actually had to sell a pencil. <laughs> I love it. So let's say you're listening right now and you're like, okay, I, I'm not ready for the audition, but I want to get ready yep. for the audition. I would think you might want to do a variety of takes of yourself selling something like a pencil, right? I mean, just yes. any object, grab any object off your desk yes. and sell that thing for five minutes straight. Don't stop. And then watch those tapes and ask yourself, would you buy that pencil or that cup or that, you know, ruler from that person? And if not, why not? And go back and do it and do it and do it and do it. And then I would also say, Ali, what do you think? You should show it to friends. You should make them watch it and tell you whether or not they would buy from you and try to find that friend who's willing to be honest with you. For sure. I, I, and I, you know, Kimberly, you're making me think of what I did to prepare for the audition is I'd be in the shower and I'd pick up a shampoo bottle and I would literally sell that shampoo bottle and talk about why I love it, blah, blah, blah. And I would start to understand what made me feel good and, and excited and energized because if I'm having fun, the listener or the watcher is having fun too. And they're more engaged. The other thing I, I love what you're saying. And, and, Tell a family member, talk about the shampoo bottle in front of a family member, because you will know immediately whether they're going, oh, my gosh, this is they're so faking it. This is not real them. They're not speaking authentically. They're putting on a show. And yeah. I think the less and less you, you put on a show, of course, you need to be a little bit professional. Like, you know, you and I today, we're, we're having a professional chat. But it's still, you know, very girl next door. We're just hanging out as well. Um, and it's that authentic authenticity as opposed to all of a sudden, you know, someone puts on a voice and they're doing all these things yeah. that have nothing to do. You with have to you have to get to the point where you don't even notice the camera. It's not even there. It's yes. not part of the equation. The other thing that I learned that was really helpful is don't try to sell the shampoo to everybody. Think of one friend who you know is going to love 
this shampoo. And when you look down the barrel of the camera, you are thinking of one friend. You talk to your girlfriend. Act like you act with your girlfriend because don't we see so many times somebody comes in the room for an audition and they look amazing, super fun, you want to hang out with them. And as soon as the camera starts rolling, they go, why, hello. So happy to be here. Like, what happened to you? Where's where's the woman I saw walk in, right? So I do think that if you get an opportunity to audition, boy, you better be prepared because you have literally three seconds for them to make up their mind. For sure. And and you know what? And even even less than that, you sometimes don't even have to open your mouth. I mean, I audition a lot of actors. Um, my assistant directed a, a, a show not too long ago. And you can tell whether you're going to get a quality performance the minute they walk in because of their preparation and just their level of confidence. Um, and confidence itself is, is an incredible marketing tactic, actually. And you're right, it takes time to get to that. One thing to be prepared for if you're going to set off into this world of being on camera is the fact that you need to sometimes fill a lot of air. In other words, you might find yourself with a host who's kind of not paying attention and suddenly you finish a sentence and you realize she's not looking at you or he's not looking at you and you need to keep talking and keep talking and keep talking and keep talking. And nowhere is there better practice for that than the shopping channel because we've both done the 24-hour rotations where you are on for 24 hours straight with some naps throughout the day, which of course you can't sleep because you'll ruin your hair and your makeup. (laughs) So, right. So you're just in the back drinking coffee, talking to yourself because you'll go crazy. Right. Like it's insane to like the first time I remember the first time I went on camera with HSN was my first experience with the the shopping networks. I was on HSN and it was one of these 24 hour things. And so you're on air for an hour and then you have like a I don't know, what do you have, like a 45-minute break? And then you're back. You're back in the studio. They're shoving a mic on you and fluffing your hair and shoving you out in front of the camera. (laughs) And then you do another 45 minutes and then you have a break and like, oh, and then you're changing clothes, right? Because you you want, like you have like nine outfits for the 24 hours. So you do two segments and you change clothes and then you change clothes and you change clothes. And you're like, by the end of it, I was so punch drunk. I don't even know what I was saying. Right? I mean, okay, I'm just laughing. So I love it. You've absolutely explained it. Like, I don't really need to say anything else because you're absolutely right. But how do you prepare for that? Right. You literally speak for three hours about something. I also wanted to add I love your idea of being really specific as who you're going to talk to because that really helps you focus. And as a beginner, it's an awesome way to bring out the authenticity in yourself. I do think that people, I mean, I I don't want to lump you and I both in, but you know, we're not, we're not as used to speaking to a phone or a camera or whatever as, as younger people are. So I think their learning curve may very well be less. I do think, however, cutesy or silly is not, it's not um, a, a good way to go about being an on-air talent. You still have to be professional. And when I see young people and I see some YouTube videos and they think they're they're ready to sell this and that and get into the world of corporate where millions of dollars are on the line every, every minute, literally, 
Um, the cutesy and the goes only so far. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kimberly? It's interesting, yeah. You kind of want to have an intention around who you're going to be working for and the audience yes. you're going to be speaking to. I used to, I used to um, for years I was a decorating editor of Style at Home and we started getting a lot of submissions from people who were experimenting with blogging. They were new at it, right? And they would say, I love this vase because it's super cute. And I'm like, if, if that's what you have to bring to the table, that it's super cute, that ain't enough, right? I need to know how to use the vase, what style it works with, how can it be flexible? Could it be a vase and also hold a candlestick? And then I could use it for two different purposes. But if you stop at it's super fun or it's super cute, that's not going to be enough information to align you with the big brands who want to sell hundreds of millions of dollars worth of product. For sure. Yeah. And so, by the way, if you're auditioning to be on a television show like an HGTV show, for example, you're also going to be selling things like they are selling yes. advertising or they're selling bricks. They're selling stuff all the time. So knowing how to sell something on camera is a really good skill. If you want some, I hesitate to use the word celebrity because everybody's a celebrity nowadays. But if you, <laughs> if you want a new level of celebrity in your life, you know, that is a skill that you're going to need. So let's say somebody listening is like, I totally want to be on the shopping channel. I have been interested in launching my own line of products for years. I want to license my own product, my own brand. Do you know much, Ali, about that side of things as well? Is that something that people can aspire to? For sure. Um, I will say that outside of the smaller shopping channels, like the ideal worlds in the UK, the shopping channel, if you're, if you're a cottage industry and you're making, like I have this one friend who's making the most beautiful botanical and skincare, and it's just gorgeous. But, you know, the money that needs to float that just to get on air for that five minutes or ten minutes or that chance, we're talking a quarter of a million dollars by the time you're, you know, getting licensed, you're, you're getting all of the products. And, and so I, I never has, I do not want to discourage anyone from, looking into that but there are other platforms that you can use like the shopping channel getting all your stuff but it's a little bit less investment is this a product that is going to be marketable do you have ways of auditioning that product and how you're going to sell it in a smaller market like maybe in a facebook live or in an instagram chat or even a watch party do ways to to audition using the word that we spoke of earlier, to see how is it marketable? What's the feedback? Invite people. And that's a great way, a low-cost or no-cost way, for you to investigate the marketability, marketability of not only you, but the product that you're selling and the service that you're selling. And from there, I think you can start to leverage. We talked about the negotiating skills, and we said there's two most important things, leveraging and win-win. And that knowledge for you can help you leverage your own confidence, leverage your understanding of what is marketable, what wasn't marketable. You could spend a year doing that. It would not be wasted work at all. And it would allow you to be in a position where you might gain people who really believe in what you're doing. There's where your numbers come. Mm -hmm. So it is absolutely possible. But to think you can just like an American Idol turn from doing one thing and then being on air and selling millions, it's impossible. 
Right, right. So there's two approaches if you want to be on a shopping channel. I shouldn't say the shopping channel, which is Canada's (laughs) shopping channel, but rather a shopping channel. One approach is to have your own product and licensing. And as you say, that's a, you know, that's a million dollar bet for sure. The second way is for you to represent a brand that isn't yours. So you might go on camera as I have, as Ali has, with products that we didn't create or manufacture, but products that we feel comfortable putting our name behind. So I've sold in my life a lot of sheets. Sheets are lightweight. You can sell (laughs) them and ship them for a reasonable amount of money. In the world of interior design, it gets a lot more tricky if you want to sell something like a sofa because then the shipping is going to be five times as much as the cost of the sofa. So you also want to be realistic about what kind of product might be something you could attach yourself to. Yeah, no question. And I I love that. And you're right. Shipping costs can actually make or break your line. How many times does that happen, right? You have a product that's amazing. You think it's incredible. Everybody's all excited about it. It's going to happen. And then they come back with shipping costs. And you know, before you even open your mouth, no one's going to buy it because the shipping fees are going to be a detriment. It's true. And and not, I don't want to bring in a brand and promote a brand or other, but I will say that Amazon has changed every business, including the shopping channel businesses, because they've made it so easy for a one click and go and the shipping is often free and all that stuff. Um, And competitors are great because it challenges the companies that have been there a long time to think in new ways. So I just thought of that because shipping can make or break a business. And we know that whether it's on a shopping channel platform or not. But we also can learn from that. I I do think what's very special about a shopping channel uh, platform, and and that would be, in my opinion, you could start like on Facebook and those kinds of ways, get right onto a shopping channel network, is you get to connect human to human, heart to heart. And people still want that. You know, we can go and and do all the research and do the hard copy research and get all the features and benefits from a paper, a PDF. But to have that sharing from someone else's smile and personality and experience and fun and passion, there's only one way. And that is, as you have said, you know, whether it's on a shopping channel network or it's on air in some format, um, there's nothing like it in the world. And that is why it is still one of the number one ways to sell because you're selling yourself as much as you are your product. Right. And that brings me to the next point, which is I so often hear design professionals talk about licensing furniture as if it's going to be passive income and just like printing money. And Mm -hmm. you have to be aware the minute you put your name on a product, you are responsible in some way for every single touch point with that product. And if the product arrives and it disappoints the customer, trust me when I tell you they're going to go online and tell everybody that you created or sold them a lousy product and that will not feel good. And I've had customers phone my interior design business to say, I bought these sheets and 
You know, I didn't like how they laundered or when I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, I wasn't prepared for that. I was not prepared for that. So don't for a minute think this is a quick, this is a get rich quick scheme. It's not in the least. You're going to work really, really hard if you decide to go down this path. Not to, to punch American Idol, but it's that American Idol mentality where we do think that, you know, just because we sing a, a cute little song or we present a nice little something that instant stardom. I'm also thinking a good preparation for this might be something like an acting class that specifically focuses on live TV. Because you, if you are used to a television show that has heavy editing, you're not nearly as on your toes as you are if you do live television. And my first TV series that I have was 100% live. There was no delay. And we had some crazy stuff happen. Like we had this one time this person called and she sounded like a woman with a really high voice. And then she went like, uh, 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 cleared her throat. And then she finished the conversation in a super deep man voice. So it was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And it's live. And I have to like not react, but that that thing just happened, right? Or I had this other woman tell me what a lousy husband she had, and she just was going on and on about what a bum he was. And it's live, right? And I'm like, well, you know, it's easier to uh, get a new husband than uh, live with the wrong drapes. So you might want to think about that. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So an acting course that focuses on live TV, or I would also say improv. Improv is really good for just opening your mouth and going with whatever comes out. So those are two ways you might prepare for being on camera. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, and really just challenging yourself to speak like if you need to make an occasion of it put yourself on camera and speak about something for three hours give yourself three hours because that's way far than you'll ever need to do and you can personalize it right you can say oh my daughter I you know when I would do the shopping channel I would say my daughter loves this color so you know she's 20 and this is a color that really appeals to her. My son prefers this one. So then people go, oh, okay, I see. Maybe I can relate to her kids. Maybe that's why I'm attracted to the apricot instead of the mauve or whatever it is. For sure. For sure. There was a, there was a guest expert who came on and she was dying to get on, on air just dying. She was a personal trainer and, you know, looked the part fabulous. She obviously had, you know, a lot of know-how, et cetera, but she wanted to get on air. So they gave her her chance and she was selling treadmills and treadmills are not inexpensive items. And this particular one was about $250. And she, (laughs) she said, look, you know what? You don't even have to pay me. I just want to be on air. And so they, the buyer went, wow, okay, sure. Then you go on air, we'll give you an hour to sell these treadmills and we don't have to pay you. So you're just wanting to do this as a marketing thing. And somehow it got passed. That would never happen now, by the way, but it got passed at the time. And she went on and wound up selling two treadmills. So that would have been $500 worth of a retail, um, $500 worth what happened was she went home and was so proud of what she had done and the buyer kind of went, oh, that was great. You know, we didn't have any more costs. What happened by her decision of being so self-involved, um, trying to leverage her own brand in some way, is it ended up negatively affecting every other professional who did go on and did have a price and did say, 
if I'm going to go on, I'm going to get paid X amount of dollars per show or X amount of dollars per product I sell. So all of a sudden, the buyer went, well, wait a minute. We have people who come on and sell, and we don't have to pay them any money. So why should I pay you? And it started to get into this whole weird thing. So I think when, when, we, when we think about our own profession, of course we need to think about how is it going to, you know, how am I going to make money? How am I going to be professional? But make sure that we don't, we don't poison the industry we're working for and the professionals that we're working with. It's so true. I sometimes joke that I was the last person who got shrimp at the buffet because I feel like when I did television, I made really great money. And it was also around that time that people started being on HGTV for free or paying to be on TV. And it changed everything. And suddenly the networks are coming and saying, well, if you want to be on TV, it's going to be so good for your career that you should do it for free. So I feel like I was so, so lucky. And it's a reminder for those of us in the interior design profession that we do owe it to our community to charge reasonable fees for the work we do. Otherwise, we could find ourselves with very limited clientele. 100%. And that's actually one of the things I learned from you um, is to, you know, and to, to, to really know the value of what you're serving. So what do you think are the top things we need to think about in terms of being really good at selling? Because whether you're on TV or not, if you're an interior design professional, you sell things every day. You sell yourself, you sell sofas, you sell product, you sell your trades, you sell ideas, you sell timelines, you sell all kinds of things. So Allie, what would you say are the top things we need to be good at in order to be good at sales? I think you have to really love people. <laughs> I think you have to be highly curious to want to understand um, everything you can about people and what makes them excited. I think if the focus is more outward than inward, it's great. And what I mean by that, of course, we need to be focused and figure out about our own business and what makes us tick and why we invented this or why we love this color and that color. So what engages us? But immediately, if we're thinking about ourselves, put it out as well. What will excite your customers? Because if you're interested in what excites them, um, you're going to be really good at it, regardless as if you're an introvert or an extrovert. I disbelieve that only extroverts are good at this. Introverts can be exceptional at it. And in fact, they're often more focused. It is a skill like anything else. And practice, practice, practice. And, you know, I don't want to be too much, but to be honest, get my book. <laughs> Absolutely, you should. Oh my God, absolutely. <laughs> Allie, we like to end every show with something called design intervention. It can be completely off topic. And the idea is it's a piece of wisdom that you think is critical to owning your own business or thriving in the business you've chosen for yourself. It might be something your mom taught you, or your grandma taught you, or something you learned that has made a huge difference in your life. <laughs> I love it. I would say this. I think one of the best things my mom has ever taught me is know how to make a lasting impression. Not as you walk away, but know how to make a lasting impression when you enter the door. Making a lasting impression allows you to just you know, be the best you. And I don't know, that's, that's what it's been for me. My lasting impression of Allie Mang is you are just a ray of sunshine. You guys all need to follow her at Allie Mang. Is it Allie Mang official on Instagram? Um, on Instagram, it's the Allie Mang. 
and you will find Allie in a variety of locations, sometimes in a bikini, which is really annoying. Allie, like, oh my gosh, like she's a babe. I'm just going to say it. Uh, So I can imagine the lasting impression you make with everyone who meets you is, wow, (laughs) just wow. But what I love about Allie is she's not just beautiful on the outside. She's beautiful on the inside. And she talks a lot in our our friendship together. We've talked a lot about transparency and honesty and integrity, and she lives by those principles. And uh, thank you so, so much for taking time to do this. I really appreciate it. Kimberly, thank you. It was my pleasure. And I thank everybody who who took a time to to listen as well. It's fun. It's fun to connect with people who are so like-minded. And you are one of the best professionals and women leaders out there, period. So it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today 